0: Welcome, listeners, and thanks for stopping by. As a reminder, the Paranormal Factor podcast Facebook page is full of great content posted every weekday, Monday through Friday. So if you get a chance, please go out to Facebook and search for The Paranormal Factor podcast and start enjoying some of the fun paranormal content we have out there for you. Unfortunately, we had to miss last week's content and our regular Friday podcast episode, but We're back on track with a new episode for you that I think you'll enjoy. So, on to our new episode, where we're investigating the Marfa Lights in Texas. First and foremost, it's important to point out that the lights are not a figment of the collective imagination of a gullible public. These mystery lights have been well documented by scientists, eyewitnesses, and even celebrities. If you go to the Marfa Lights Viewing Center, you stand a good chance to see them in the night sky for yourself. James Dean is said to have been so obsessed with them during the filming of the movie Giant that he would keep a telescope nearby at night to catch glimpses of them. The Marfa Lights are often visible on clear nights between Marfa, Texas and Paisano Pass in northeastern Presidio County as one faces the Chinati Mountains. At times, they appear colored as they twinkle in the distance. They move about, split apart, melt together, disappear, and then reappear. Presidio County residents have watched the lights for over a hundred years. And though these lights have been observed for over a century, you're in luck because they are still being seen today. What are they? Ghosts? Interdimensional beings? UFOs? Or are they something else? We're going to look at the history of these lights. When did they first appear? How long have they been around? And what are their physical characteristics? Then, we'll talk about what they might be. People definitely have different explanations. And, of course, science has its own ideas of what they are. Of course, just because people are reporting seeing something weird doesn't make it an actual supernatural occurrence. Yet, the ghost lights, as they are also known, defy easy explanations. There is definitely something strange going on in West Texas, as we will see. The ghost lights are mesmerizing and a mystery. They have confounded people for a long time. Let's take a look at the Marfa lights. Out in West Texas, on a wide shoulder of Highway 90, just east of Marfa in Presidio County, curious people gather on clear nights to view a ghostly occurrence. As dust begins to fall, strange lights appear to hover in the air and then disappear spontaneously. The lights have been described as otherworldly. Some find them friendly and others sinister. Witnesses claim to see the lights dart in one direction or another, change color, and apparently dissolve just as rapidly as they appeared. They're called the Marfa lights, Chinati lights, Marfa ghost lights, or the Marfa mystery lights. They are a largely perplexing phenomenon that has confounded and intrigued Texans for, well, generations. Those who have viewed the lights over a long period typify them and insist that they are not only harmless but friendly. Mrs. W.T. Giddings, who grew up watching the lights and whose father claimed he was saved from a blizzard when the lights led him to the shelter of a cave, considers the lights to be curious observers, investigating things around them. Over the years, many explanations for the lights have been offered, ranging from electrostatic discharge and moonlight shining on veins of mica to ghosts of conquistadors looking for gold. The Marfa lights have been observed near U.S. Route 67 on Mitchell Flat east of Marfa, Texas. They've gained some fame as onlookers have attributed them to paranormal phenomena such as ghosts, UFOs, or even Will-o'-the-Wisp. Scientific research suggests that most, if not all, are atmospheric reflections of automobile headlights and campfires, though that explanation is short-sighted. More on that later. According to author Judith Brusky, the Marfa lights of West Texas have been called many things over the years and are most often reported as distant spots of brightness, distinguishable from ranch lights and automobile headlights on Highway 67, primarily by their aberrant movements. Authors Robert and Judy Wagers define classic Marfa Lights as being seen south to southwest of the Marfa Lights Viewing Center. They define the left margin of the viewing area as being aligned along the Big Bend Telephone Company Tower, as viewed from the center, and the right margin as the Chinati Peak, as viewed from the center. Referring to the Marfa Lights View Park east of Marfa, writer James Bonnell says, You might just see mysterious orbs of light suddenly appear above desert foliage. These balls of light may remain stationary as they pulse on and off with intensity varying from dim to almost blinding brilliance. Then again, these ghostly lights may dart across the desert or perform splits and mergers. Light colors are, well, they're usually yellow-orange, but other hues, including green, blue, and red, are also seen. Marfa mystery lights usually fly above desert vegetation, but below the background mesas. The first historical record of the Marfa Lights was in 1883, when a young cowhand, Robert Reed Ellison, saw a flickering light while he was driving cattle through Pisano Pass and wondered if it was the campfire of Apache Indians. Other settlers told him they often saw the lights, but when they investigated, they found no ashes or other evidence of a campfire. Joe and Sally Humphreys, also early settlers, reported their first sighting of the lights in 1885. And cowboys herding cattle on the prairies noticed the lights and in the summer of 1919, rode over the mountains looking for the source, but found nothing. World War I observers feared the lights were intended to guide an invasion. During World War II, pilots training at the nearby Midland Army Airfield outside Marfa looked for the source of the elusive lights from the air. Again, with no success. Ever since that fateful day in 1883 when Robert Reed Ellison spotted the lights, locals have been passing down eyewitness accounts of these gleaming desert orbs. The first published account of the lights appeared in the July 1957 issue of Coronet Magazine. In 1976, Elton Miles' Tale of the Big Bend included stories dating to the 19th century and a photograph of the Marfa lights by a local rancher. Bonnell lists 34 MARFA light sightings from 1945 through 2008. Monitoring stations were put in place starting in 2003. He has identified an average of 9.5 sightings on 5.25 nights per year, but believes that the monitoring stations may only be finding about half of the MARFA lights that have been viewed. And people are seeing the lights in our present day. Here are some reports from those who have witnessed these strange lights. Bodie J. says, We were fortunate to get to see the real Marfa lights back in 1992. Once you know where Highway 67 is, it really isn't all that difficult to discern between the traffic on the highway and the real lights. That evening was great, with some of the orbs even coming within a couple hundred yards of our roadside viewing spot. It was really incredible and almost scary at times. The funny thing is that the best viewing was at 4 a.m. when we could see the lights starting at about a mile east of town and there were literally dozens of lights dancing around the desert floor. At the time I thought this was normal for out there but have since discovered that we were very blessed to get to experience the lights in that way. Most people watch the highway traffic and think they're seeing the lights. If you can ever catch it on one of those perfect nights, you'll know how amazing and mysterious it really is out there. Joe DeGrazi from Brownsville, Texas says, Yeah, we saw them. They were like strange orbs of light that would increase in brightness, then merge together, and then suddenly disappear. We drove from our motel in Alpine, which took about 10 minutes on a dark mountain highway to the observation building. Debbie D. from Florida says, I was driving along um, alone from Marfa to Alpine at sunset, completely unaware of the phenomena of the Marfa lights. Well, all of a sudden, what appeared to be headlights started shining behind me and then changed to the front of my car. This went on for quite some time. It really made no sense how they would change to different locations around my car, just on one side, then the other, very close to my car, and then far away. And there were no other cars or headlights around me at, at all. I, I honestly thought I was being abducted by aliens. Pretty terrifying. It wasn't until I got back to my brother's house in the hill country and relayed this strange occurrence to him that I heard about the Marfa lights. Grover R. from Pensacola, Florida says, I walked into the dark near the fence and uh, began to notice lights appearing and disappearing Once our group began to notice, we all saw the lights dance across the horizon. At first, it appeared to be headlights. However, the lights, while predominantly moving left or right, would really, well, they just oscillate back and forth, something cars would not do. We stayed and watched for 30, 45 minutes on a cool night, trying to figure out just what we were seeing. In the end, I don't really know what we saw. D. Murray from Tampa says, We got there right at the beginning of sunset, which alone is a great viewing spot because the sun sets against the mountains, and we began to see these mysterious lights as the last bits of the sun began to fade and it was really kind of spooky and wild. They were only white for us, and don't be fooled because there are cell towers with red flashing lights in the same area. As the night got darker, the lights became more prevalent. They would appear up in the mountains and then at the edge of the horizon. Ours primarily moved from left to right and would disappear for a moment, then all of a sudden reappear in the same spot that it disappeared from. It's truly bizarre and fascinating. Jonar Baez says, Besides the amazing clear sky, some of the clearest in the nation, the lights came out bright and were active for an hour. We took night vision to better see. Uh, it, it's, I'm telling you, it's not car lights, it's not campfires. The lights really jump up, split, and merge. If it's pranks, then they've been doing it for over a hundred years. And M.M. from Houston says, We definitely saw some odd lights that seemed to bob up and down, back and forth, and sometimes there was a single light, sometimes two and sometimes three. The lights were white, yellow, orange, and red. They disappeared and then reappeared, sometimes within seconds, sometimes within a few minutes. They did not look or behave like headlights or taillights of cars on a distant highway. I I don't know what the lights were. I don't believe in spooks, Bigfoot, or extraterrestrials visiting the Earth, but it was fun sitting out there under the stars staring at something for which I could not come up with a ready explanation. Several ideas have been offered as to what the lights might be, and as you might guess, some of those land on the fringes of believability, while... Other proposed theories are more grounded in common-sense approaches. So let's take a look at what people think these mysterious lights could possibly be. So what are they? Well, theories abound as to just what the lights are. Some people believe the mysterious lights are paranormal, in essence. That they're perhaps ethereal spirits or the luminous remains of lost souls. Some speculate that they're alien in nature, possibly UFOs. The skeptics tend to believe the lights aren't anything physically roaming the ridges and slopes, but merely representations of light from other sources, like from atmospheric reflections of campfires and the headlights of cars passing on a nearby roadway. Here are the prevailing theories of the origin of the mystery lights. Atmospheric phenomena. Skeptic Brian Dunning notes the designated View Park for the lights, a roadside park on the south side of U.S. Route 90, about nine miles east of Marfa, is at the site of Marfa Army Airfield, where tens of thousands of personnel were stationed between 1942 and 1947, training American and Allied pilots. This massive field was then used for years as a regional airport with daily airline service. Since the Army airfield and its satellite fields are each constantly patrolled by sentries, Dunning considers it unlikely any unusual phenomena would remain unobserved and unmentioned. According to Dunning, the likeliest explanation is the lights are a sort of mirage caused by sharp temperature gradients between cold and warm layers of air. MARFA is at an elevation of 4,688 feet and Temperature differentials of 40 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit between high and low temperatures are quite common. In general, skeptics note that ghost lights are considered evasive and mysterious, popping up in random places in the dark of night with few eyewitnesses. However, in Texas, the mystery lights are easily spotted from the same location nearly every night. That would suggest what we're seeing is not supernatural, but something rational, that perhaps has been distorted, causing it to seem unfamiliar. One way the mysterious Marfa lights could be car lights and also appear mystical is if they were being disguised through an optical illusion. There is one such optical illusion that is actually very common in most parts of Texas. In fact, you've probably experienced it yourself. So picture this. You're driving down a long stretch of highway in the summer, maybe even to Big Bend National Park here in Texas. The road is baking with heat. The temperature is creeping up toward the triple digits, and there is not a cloud in the sky. Suddenly, up ahead, the road appears to be wet. Did a sudden shower move through the area right before you drove in? No, that can't be right either, because as you near the watery section of road, it appears to dry before your very eyes. You've probably seen this many times yourself. What you're actually seeing is an optical illusion commonly known as heat haze, or heat shimmer. It occurs when extreme heat near the surface of the road refracts the light from the sky. In simple terms, the ground becomes a mirror and reflects the sky. During daylight hours when there's not much on the horizon, your brain interprets this heat haze as water. However, the haze from the layers of air can actually create a mirror image when it's in front of something large, like a mountain. Now, imagine what that would do to car headlights traveling along a road or campfire lights at night. Paradoxically, a mirage could even be to blame when the weather is cold. Cold air mirages are known as superior mirages. They happen when the air close to the ground is colder than the air above it. They are more common in polar regions than in the arid West Texas desert, but it's one possible explanation. When car headlights are seen through 15 miles or so of West Texas air that is unevenly heated by the ground, well, the light rays are bent and scattered slightly so that the headlights are fuzzy and wavering, even when viewed through a telescope, explains Carl David Stefan, a professor in the Ingram School of Engineering at Texas State University. It's the same reason, basically, that stars twinkle. This bending and scattering also affects the light's perceived size, making the lights appear larger. Car lights. In May 2004, a group from the Society of Physics Students at the University of Texas at Dallas spent four days investigating and recording lights observed southwest of the view park using traffic volume monitoring equipment, video cameras, binoculars, and chase cars. Their report made the following conclusions. U.S. Highway 67 is visible from the Marfa Lights viewing location. The frequency of lights southwest of the view park correlates with the frequency of vehicle traffic on US-67. The motion of the observed lights was in a straight line, corresponding to US-67. When the group parked a vehicle on US-67 and flashed its headlights, this was visible at the view park and appeared to be a Marfa light a car passing the parked vehicle appeared as one Marfa light passing another at the view park. They came to the conclusion that all the lights observed over a four-night period southwest of the view park could be reliably attributed to automobile headlights traveling along US-67 between Marfa and Presidio, Texas. In 2008, another study was conducted by a group of scientists from Texas State University. The Texas state scientists spent 20 nights using spectroscopic technology to observe the lights. Both studies came to similar conclusions that the Marfa lights were most likely caused by the headlights of cars driving by on Highway 67 or by small campfires in the distance. However, remember those early accounts, the ones in the late 1800s? There were no roads back then. And certainly no cars, so the idea that all reports of the Marfa lights can be attributed to automobiles just doesn't ring true. For those who believe the lights are supernatural in nature, the explanations get a bit wilder and extreme. They're UFOs, maybe even alien entities searching for possible abductees. Their time travelers, observing the current state of the planet, may be searching for clues to environmental devastations in their own time. Or their interdimensional beings phasing in and out of our dimension, for some purpose we cannot know. Of course, why any of these various entities would choose the desert terrain of West Texas to wander around in is a baffling mystery in itself, and some suggest, perhaps slightly more tame, They're the ghosts of old conquistadors, or maybe early settlers and pioneers from Texas long ago, searching for gold, or loved ones, or revenge for their deaths. The truth is, nobody really knows. Nobody is quite sure what they are, and some question if they even exist at all. And the puzzling phenomenon shows no signs of abating. While science has its possible explanations, The fact remains that the lights are still, well, mysterious. Most locals you ask about the lights will give the caution. The usual Marfa lights are indeed car headlights, but somewhere around two dozen nights a year, the real Marfa lights show up. Tourists will spend hours watching headlights, and not just because they came on the wrong night. The official viewing platform seems to be looking straight at the highway. The real lights usually appear further east, dancing above the cacti on the desolate Mitchell Flats, away from the roadway. But if not headlights, which weren't exactly common when this all started in 1883, then what? Multiple theories abound, with some insisting the Marfa lights are essentially ball lightning, stirred up by underground electrical energy. Others say swamp gas, though you'll be hard-pressed to find any swamps in the desert climate of West Texas. The real answer, nobody really knows. Perhaps no one is more familiar with the MARFA lights than James Bunnell. The retired NASA aerospace engineer grew up in the area, attended MARFA High School, and returned in 2000 to witness a shocking light display for which he could find no reasonable explanation. During the next 12 years, Bunnell set out on a scientific mission to investigate and solve the mystery of the MARFA lights. He installed 10 wide-spectrum and infrared cameras on neighboring ranches, poured through footage of the light's movements and hoped to understand their patterns. No pattern emerged, he said. Four books later, Bunnell does have a few theories involving how the Earth's underground friction produces an electromagnetic light show above the Marfa planes, but no definitive evidence or proof that answers his original question. What the heck are these things? There's no way to predict when or where the lights will appear, But best estimates are the glowing orbs generally form fewer than 30 times a year, usually just after the sun sets or rises. Some say the lights are roughly the size of basketballs and dart wildly across the desert or hover as they pulsate. Others say the spheres appear colored as they sparkle in the distance. Sometimes they're red. Other times they're blue, yellow, or white. Often, a second orb will appear to split, merge, float, Or melt into the first. Some people enjoy the mystery of the Marfa lights even more than the lights themselves though. Julie Mangum saw the lights during her time attending Sol Ross University in Alpine. It's the strangest thing to ponder she says. It absolutely blows my mind just like how space never ends or like what does it mean to not exist. You don't always see them when you go and they never are the same every time you're there. It's really a great mystery, and I don't know if I really want it solved. The once dying town of Marfa eventually embraced the local mystery, holding the first Marfa Lights Festival in 1986. Now, thousands flock to this spot in El Despoblado to catch a glimpse of the strange phenomenon. Author Michael Hall, writing in Texas Monthly Magazine, says, Yeah, I've always told everyone who asked me about the Marfa Lights, I've seen them. Not just once, either. I've been to far west Texas a dozen times over the past decade, so of course I've seen the lights, as people have for more than a century. I've seen them at dusk and midnight, in the summer and the fall, by myself and with other people. They appear in the darkness south of US-90 between Alpine and Marfa, yellowish-white lights that glowed, faded, disappeared, and returned in different places. Sometimes they change colors, other times they split apart. I couldn't tell if they were ten miles away or a hundred. The size of a car or a house I didn't understand them but I didn't care I love those lights the viewing platform nine miles east of Marfa on US 90 is the go-to stop arrive there before the sun sets to get your bearings and you likely won't be alone it's a popular tourist destination in the Alpine Marfa Marathon area despite Marfa's remote location the artistic town of about 1700 attracts a hefty number of visitors For nearly 140 years, people have reported strange lights above the horizon in Marfa, Texas. No one knows exactly what they are, and that is what makes them so captivating. My parents and grandparents saw the lights. They've always been there, said 80-year-old Ari West, whose family helped settle Marfa in the 1800s. I hope they never find out what's out there. Mysteries. They make life interesting. So if you find yourself out in West Texas traveling on Old Highway 90, look for the Marfa Lights viewing area on the side of the road. Go ahead. Park. Get out of your car and sit for a time. You might just be fortunate enough to witness one of the great mysteries of Texas, the Marfa Lights. Postscript When Marfa's art community began converting abandoned buildings into galleries in the 1970s, visitors began trickling in. Yet, were it not for elder resident Armando Vasquez, the legend of Marfa's mystery lights might never have spread beyond the Chinati Mountains. The first time I saw the lights was in 1971, and I was amazed. It seemed like a fairy tale, Vasquez said. Business in Marfa had been slow, and I could see the potential these lights could bring to our town. So for the next 20 years, Vasquez began taking visitors from Marfa's two motels out to a bluff at dusk to see the lights. For years, we didn't have anyone here except the people who wanted to see the lights, Vasquez said. I was afraid Marfa would turn out to be a ghost town, but this was very good because it helped to keep our town alive. Vasquez petitioned the Marfa Chamber of Commerce to help promote the phenomenon for years to no avail. Then... In 1986, they finally organized the inaugural Marfa Lights Festival. 36 years later, the annual festival is still held each September and it now attracts thousands of spectators. Armando Vasquez can justly be proud of his impact to the fame of the Marfa Lights. Well, in our next episode, we take a look under the waves for the cousin of unidentified flying objects, unidentified submerged objects, or USOs. Yes, you've heard about UFOs, probably for years. But have you heard that weird underwater lights and objects have been witnessed in our oceans, seas, lakes, and rivers for centuries? We'll take a look at what this phenomenon is all about. We'll search the years to find out how long these sightings have been happening, and we'll offer possible explanations. And, of course, we'll provide you some eerie stories of contemporary sightings from around the world. So join us as we do a... (coughs) Deep dive into unidentified submerged objects next time on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And now it's time for the episode quiz. Indeed, it is time for the quiz. So here is your question for this week The White Screamer can be found where? Is it A. White Bluff, Tennessee? B. White Haven, England? C. White River, Arizona? Or D. White Oaks, Canada. Once again, the White Screamer can be found where? Is it White Bluff, Tennessee, White Haven, England, White River, Arizona, or White Oaks, Canada? And the answer is... A. White Bluff, Tennessee. So here's the legend. There's a natural hollow in White Bluff, skirted by forest and deep Tennessee beauty, and back in the 1920s, a young family built their home on the land. The newcomers consisted of a father and a mother, as well as several little ones. It was the perfect family and the perfect spot to relocate, or so they thought. It didn't take long for the family to recognize some strange goings-on about the farm, but their worst fears ignited into horror in the middle of the night. That was when the screaming began. Every night, their world erupted with ungodly wailing and crying and screeching that would terrify the children and chill the parents deep in their bones. Finally, as the story goes, the young man became enraged with the violent night antics and took his gun into the woods in the middle of the night, yelling for and seeking this strange screaming creature. As he rounded the property, he realized the sound was becoming louder, more shrill, It wasn't a screamer at all. It was a whole crowd of them. He hurried back toward home, only to discover his greatest nightmare. What he found was his family, hacked to bits, body parts strewn across the whole of his home. The home that once was a safe haven and a new beginning had suddenly become sheer terror in the space of a single night. That's the legend. Now, some stories mention he saw a female-type figure in a white mist upon his return with some saying she still haunts the area and will burn grass from wherever the white mist may appear. Some believe that the White Screamer is actually a banshee, a legend that spawned from Irish origins and details a monster that follows families and foretells death. According to the local community, the White Screamer can still be heard haunting White Bluff, and the town isn't shy about this strange monster. They've learned to live in tandem with the spirit and you are bound to hear a different angle from everyone that calls the town home. There appears to be no definitive physical form to this cryptid, but some say it looks kind of like a wraith with a vertically oblong head and a massive mouth. It is said to be more of an apparition than a physical being. Regardless of form, there doesn't seem to be much upside in making its acquaintance or hearing its creepy scream. So, if you happen to find yourself driving through the area of White Bluffs, Tennessee on some lonely dark night, you might want to just insert your earbuds and check out some tunes until you clear the area. Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual folks, and thanks for stopping by.